We're joined, as always, on a Tuesday afternoon by our money doctor, John Lowe of moneydoctor.ie. How are you, John? Good afternoon, Jonathan. Great. Um, Great form altogether. Good, good. Well, I'm about to do something about that because we're going to talk about the banks, which is a pet peeve of mine at the moment. Uh, we, not the issue that we're going to discuss with Damien, but yes. personal banking. And this yeah. survey that the Irish Independent uh, published today showing a quarter of us look at our accounts on a computer or a smartphone at least once a day. I'm in the other three quarters I'm petrified half the time to look at my bank account for fear of what I might find inside there but why are so many people going online to have a look and, and see what's happening well this is a far cry Jonathan from the good old days you probably are too young to remember the checkbook stub do you remember that where you used to you know carry forward your figure from the previous check uh, deduct whatever check you're writing for from that uh, balance and then carry it forward to the next stub that's I all hear. gone by <laughs> that's all gone by the wayside that's far too complicated <laughs> Uh, but but yes, they are. And people want uh, a value. They want to, uh, to ensure that they're getting best value. I mean, there's what, 750,000 people now would look on it on a daily basis. Uh, I have online accounts, both business and personal. And uh, if you ever go to your, 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 your bank now, it's like, it's like going to a self-service supermarket. You know, there's no people there. Just all holes and various things in the wall that you have to do things to uh, in order to uh, do your finance uh, stuff. So well, the uh, problem, there's a big problem. We'll come back to the other issue in a minute. When you use use those machines, I have found them not to be that effective. When you put money into them, it miscalculates the money or choose the money. If you put a cheque in, the last cheque I put in, it took the cheque and then said, sorry, I've gone offline. I mean, that never happens with a human. <laughs> well, you see, the problem is that th- th- that's the problem, the humans. Uh, the biggest single cost of all those banks are humans, the staff costs. And that's why they're trying to you know, minimise that by reducing staff. I mean, as you saw, for uh, the services have been slashed in 40 branches of the Bank of Ireland. Uh, I suppose it's better than closing them. Um, it does actually remind me of, you know, the, the, the bank manager who was met by his customer one day and uh, he was told that uh, he found out his check card, check card had been stolen. And he, the bank manager said to him, well, why did you uh, not report? He said, you must be joking. They said, I found out that the person who stole the card was actually spending less than my wife. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> yes. and the thing about this, the ATMs, if you're using ATMs to take cash out, and let's face it, we're a very cash-dependent society. We, uh, mm. we haven't really embraced the debit card thing to the full degree. We still like to have money in our pocket. These guys are now charging something like 20 cents to take it out. Depends on your account, obviously. But it is, yeah. Like, well, is, is that just to try and reduce the amount of cash in society or is that just a way to screw us out uh, of I a mean, little bit more it's, into it's, the fees? It will get to the stage, John, where your smartphone is going to be actually your, your, your check card. You go into a supermarket and you'll use your smartphone instead of your check card uh, as, as a kind of debit feature. Uh, but I they're mean, probably going to charge us for that as well. Uh, well, uh, uh, they'll have to make it uh, an incentive and they have started doing incentives. I mean, for instance, if you get your online credit card, uh, it's cheaper on a rate than it is. For instance, you know, um, Bank of Ireland have three different rates. They have the standard rate of 21.1% uh, if you don't pay your, your bill every month. Uh, for the gold card customers, 183 But yet if you go online and you decide not to pay your balance, it's 13.3%. So there are incentives there for, for people uh, to use online and uh, non people transactions. So I would assume that when the smartphone technology uh, really comes in, uh, there'll be further incentives for people to use them. Uh, call me old-fashioned. I mightn't like the checks done, but I do like the people, you know. Anyway, uh, the, the other thing I want to talk to you about before we go to the questions is Brian Hayes uh, and his comments the other day that uh, people need to, to take this five grand deal of a lifetime, as he said, uh, when it comes to mortgage interest relief. You'd really want to be getting your skates on now. If you have been sitting back and watching mm. the, the market and seeing if it's going to fall lower or whether now is the right time, 
if you didn't have your ducks in a row by now, you're going to struggle to get a mortgage over the line by the end of the year. Well, you will, yeah, because it is the 31st December, the cut-off date, and you have to have your mortgage drawn down by that point. Now, for those people who are going to, I mean, a single person who pays 10,000 in interest on their mortgage, and, you know, at rates of 4.3, it's not going to be difficult to, to rack up that at 10,000. They will be saving for the next two years immediately. They'll save 208 euros a month on their mortgage repayment. The, uh, the following three years, it'll be slightly less because it's 22.5% uh, of, of a tax relief. So, But that should not be the reason, Jonathan, why people uh, should never buy for tax purposes, tax reasons. That's always been the big no-no. So if so there why, are people why is the there, government trying to promote this then? Why well, are they trying to say the train's going to leave the station in December? I think, I think what they're trying to do is, is uh, promote a little bit of activity in the, in, in the, in the uh, seller market. You know? uh, there's a lot of properties not moving. They need to start moving properties. And how, you know, this is one way, the last incentive for those first-time buyers to do it. So, uh, and, and as I say, uh, unless they're cash purchases, the, to get a mortgage at this stage now in October and have it drawn down before the mm. 31st of December is nigh on impossible. Okay, let's get into the questions quickly because we, uh, as usual, the clock is against us. Uh, Ray in Dublin too says, I've some money in a savings account which is not due to mature, mature for two years. What would happen if I needed <coughs> the money now? Uh, right. Sorry, I'm actually lost there. Uh, sorry, that's question number four, John. I oh, beg I your do beg your pardon. Sorry, that's all right. Yeah, there you we, go. We, sorry for having <laughs> lost you there temporarily. Uh, question: It's it's Ray in Dublin too. Oh, yeah. the question. Okay, it's number I see four it now. Yes, I see it now. Uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, some deposit takers don't allow any, under any circumstances to withdraw. But all the state saving investments, for instance, they have a seven day notice, and uh, you will lose some interest, obviously. But that's acceptable if 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 you break that agreement. You know, I, I keep saying to people who are going to go either into the three year or the five year, six month or even the 10-year National Solidarity Bond, that if you're going to go in, go in uh, with the premise that you're not going to break it. Um, I mean, you could leverage the investment, go to a bank and say, here is an investment, it matures in two years' time, um, will you give me some money on it? M- most of the banks will, especially if you're only looking for maybe half or a quarter of, of what the, the investment is. Uh, so you could ask them for a bridging loan or a back-to-back. Uh, they keep the security, and then when it matures, you just transfer it over. Okay, the, uh, the next question is from Wayne. It's a similar one to others we've had recently. Um, I'm a first-time buyer, bought in 06. The mortgages with Ulster Bank, still no increased tax relief at source. They say they're working on it, but it's been 10 months. What's going on? Is there anything he can do in that circumstance? Or is he just going to get the money when they feel like it? Well, you know, again, you know, some of the banks uh, have been dragging heels. The 25% tax has, has actually been put in place, uh, Jonathan. Uh, but the other 5% that's still due to those properties between 2004-2008 um, that the government has Allowed for the full amount, by the way, for five years up to 2017 of 30% per annum. So, uh, as I say, it's not so much that they're dragging the heels that they don't want to pay it, it's just that the logistics of getting around these huge, huge numbers. But I would get onto the bank, I would also get onto the TRS people uh, in Limerick, TRS admin um, at revenue.ie is their email address. Okay, um, next one. I've 35 grand in a pension fund with Eagle Star, no longer contributing. I'm 56 years old. The company have written to me saying that on maturity at 60, it'll pay me a pension of €1,700 Euro per annum. And at that rate, I'll be well into my 80s before I even break even. They still have my lump sum. Any advice, says mm-hmm. Kevin in Donabate. You're not going to exactly live off the fat of the land on €1,700 <laughs> Euro per annum. Not, a, not at all. There's a number of things here, Kevin. Uh, yes, you can take 25% of that tax fee, which is, uh, what, 8750 the balance of 
750. If it gives you that 1700 a year, works out at something like 6.47%, which would be a fairly decent uh, annuity rate. But I think they're quoting actually 4.85% on the 35,000. Uh, so why are they not, first of all, allowing this tax-free lump sum that he would be available uh, to take out? So that's the first question I'd ask. Annuity, for those who are listening uh, uh, you know, and don't know what an annuity is, is a guaranteed income until death. And it's usually the first five years are guaranteed so that you can include a pension also, if you wish, for your widow after your death. But it's, it's a simple no-frills annuity. If you die after five years, say the seventh year, you run over by a bus, that's 11,900 paid out. The insurance gets to keep the balance, Jonathan, of 23,100. So okay. what I would suggest is you shop around for the best annuity rates. Uh, they can differ. And, and keep healthy, by the way, because you can outlive them all. You know, the longer <laughs> you live, the more they have to keep paying this money each year. Okay, <laughs> good advice. Um, can I just put one text that's just after coming in? It's in relation to an earlier topic, John, uh, yeah. that we were discussing food, poverty, and it, it, I'd like your advice on this one as well for right. the listener who's called Sarah. She says, how things have changed since 2007 for my family. My husband makes minimum wage. I'm on job seekers. My family haven't eaten meat since June of this year. Um, we as parents regularly skip on average two dinners a week so our kids can have dinner every day. Once all our bills have paid, we've 80 euro maximum towards groceries per week. If anything comes up like a washing machine breaking, that comes out of our grocery budget. We don't smoke, we don't drink, we haven't been out in any sense or bought clothes for ourselves in the last 12 months and we're absolutely dreading Christmas. Now, that's in relation to the food poverty issue we were discussing earlier on and what advice could you give Sarah, I mean, John? I mean, that's heartbreaking stuff, Jonathan. Uh, I mean, and there's a lot of people like Sarah uh, around the country who are in similar situations. I mean, not, I won't, won't, you know, kind of make light of it. You know, vegetarians obviously won't be eating meat either. But at the same time, this is a, a really, it's all down to employment. And we're, we're back again to that same word because that's the key uh, to us getting uh, any kind of, of, of respite from this recession. Uh, people have to get uh, work, they have to get a decent wage and then they have to then start budgeting properly. Um, you know, uh, it's very difficult. You know, obviously if that family can't exist and, and, I, and I could imagine that they're dreading cr- uh, Christmas and the last thing, by the way, that they should be going is, is any of these uh, money lenders who are charging 200%. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they uh, should do is go to the likes of St. Vincent de Paul if, if there's a really, uh, you know, a, 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 kind of a fridge broken. They can't obviously exist without a fridge. Uh, and maybe even transport. They could be in a rural part of the country. Uh, they may, may, may need even bus fare or whatever. But uh, don't do nothing. You know, yeah, ask, you, for help. ask for help. Ask for help. Go to the okay. local parish. Um, uh, go to St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, oh, there's a whole lot of raft of Bernardos. Very, very good charities. Yeah. Who and they're good out. people out there to help. Yeah. Uh, John, we'll have to leave it there. As always, uh, lots of questions we didn't get through to, but you can always listen back to the podcast as well. We try to get through more questions next week. John Lowe, our money doctor, Thank thanks you. very much for that. And Sarah, just on that text, uh, you say you're dreading Christmas. Um, your kids aren't, and, and that's a very positive thing for them. And, and, you know, try and use that to help you get over the hump. And I can understand why you're dreading Christmas, but it'll still be happy on Christmas morning no matter what happens. So thank you so much for your text.